Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Welcome to our first ever Slumberland Music Festival Review. This is an art and music festival that is a hotel and shuttle takeover. It is the first time it ever happened in Orlando this year. So today we are going to be spilling all the tea on how the first year went, uh, what the experience was like, the music, the activities. Would we go back? That is what you guys are in store for today. So stay tuned and we will be right back. Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, a podcast dedicated to fans of EDM and music festival culture. My name is Emma Capotis, a festival fanatic and dance music enthusiast who turned my passion for raving into an online career working with some of the biggest names in the industry. Festival tips, advice, hot topics, industry news, music, and more are all discussed here. Think of me as your unofficial rave mom here to help you navigate the EDM community and festival world. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the episode today. I am joined by a special guest who I'm so excited about. Uh, usually I do my recaps alone and I was like, that's boring. We need to have more energy in the room. So please welcome to the podcast, John T. Hi. Hi. How are we feeling? <laughs> oh my God. We are definitely feeling the after effects, but we're feeling golden. Good to go. Oh, really good. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah you that's guys might... Uh, you might hear a little bit of congestion and I apologize for that, but, um, you know how the recovery episodes go. So <laughs> this is nothing new. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're recovering where this is a couple of days, like post EDC we're filming on Friday now. So we've had like a few days to recover, but obviously like still feeling a little bit of a cold, but other than that, are you feeling good? Yeah. Yeah. feeling good. I ended up coming back to a bunch of snow here in Ohio. So I'm ready to just crawl oh my in bed gosh. this weekend. I need to just take some time and recover. Yeah, I feel that. Oh my gosh. And we're going right into Thanksgiving week, which is crazy. And that leads me to a quick plug for you guys. So Black Friday is coming up. Thanksgiving is coming up. I always like to do a discount for you guys on our Rave Culture Cast merch, which I'm wearing today. So if you didn't know, we have a merch line. If you guys want to rep the podcast or we have the Plur Collection, the Peace, Love, Unity, and Respect Collection. We have um, different music subgenres, house music, all that good stuff. So I'm going to do 15% off of everything. You guys can use code RCCBF15. So RCCBF15. I'm going to do it Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday. Uh, links are all below. So you guys can go stock up on merch and get 15% off of everything. So I just want to plug that really quick. But <laughs> Great with- Christmas gifts. Yes, Christmas gifts, all the things. I mean, I'm a big, I live in this. The long sleeves are like my favorite. They're really comfortable. The beanie I love. The sweatshirts are super comfy. Like honestly love it all, but um, definitely go stock up on that. With that being said, are we ready to dive into our Slumberland recap here? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So we kind of like organized our notes here a little bit since it's the first time this has ever happened. We really want to take you through like everything that went down, but also these episodes are to share the behind the scenes of like what goes into everything because, um, John, T didn't get to do an intro, but do you want to say a little bit about yourself and your involvement in lunchbox as well? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so like Emma said, I'm John T. Um, I'm part of the lunchbox team. 
I am the manager and um, merchandise operations guy. Um, I also do um, a lot of the designs for skins and whatnot. I work under Brandon Gray, um, been with the Lunchbox team for about four months now. Um, doesn't feel like four months. They already feel like family um, yes. and super involved in the community. So just super blessed and super grateful to be a part of it. We love to see it. And he just put out his <laughs> first festival vlog. He's a festival vlogger now. <laughs> oh my God. So amazing. So well, amazing. link that below too. So you guys can like act because like separate than these episodes, we also have all of our vlogs where you can like see everything that went down too. We'll include clips in here, but I'm so excited to have him here. We've met twice now. So we met at Imagine Music yeah. Festival. Totally for the first time, which was amazing. Yeah. And then I found out that you were doing Summerland and EDC Orlando. And I also feel like I've known you for such a long time. It's been like two months. <laughs> <laughs> Literally such a short, like, yeah. time, but like, it feels like forever. It's wild. It's wild. But we, so that's sure. kind of like the background. So I wanted to chat a little bit about what Slumberland like is and the idea behind it before we dive into our review in case anybody is watching this, like in the future and you have no idea. So <laughs> Basically, Summerland um, came about. I was contacted by their founder, Darren, who came up with this idea. It's sort of like a hotel and shuttle takeover. So basically, they took over the Avanti Palms Hotel in Orlando. It's about 14, 15 minutes from where EDC Orlando takes place. So it's the same weekend. And the idea was we are all art. So it was the idea of like art and community and music all coming together in one space and everybody kind of contributing to the weekend to make it this like place you could play and have fun and express yourself and listen to music and hang out with other ravers. So this was like the whole idea um, going into it. And the idea is that you can stay there so you can get your hotel experience for all these days. There was early arrival options. Then they put on music. So there were pool party sets. There were after party sets. So you had tons of things to do, activities, like all this stuff outside of EDC Orlando. They are not affiliated with that festival, but it was just like this special idea of like how they could do all this stuff. So they got this artist, um, Sebastian Coolidge involved who made these crazy ass murals and art installations like how would you even describe them <laughs> I mean literally it's like you step into a totally different world honestly it was so immersive and the art was so beautiful it was almost like everywhere you looked there was just this unique like eyepiece I caught myself standing in the lobby at some points just mm -hmm. like staring at things like what is going on it was so beautiful yeah the lobby was sick they yeah, yeah. I mean they just like they created <laughs> such their whole team created um these really cool backdrops, even the stages, yeah. like it was very like trippy psychedelic kind of themed. So that was like super totally. interesting to like incorporate that into this whole thing. So that was kind of the idea behind it. So myself and Rave Culture Cast, we were a co-sponsor of the event and we were brought on really, really early to get involved. And once I heard like the whole vision behind it, I was like, this is awesome. I like, <laughs> definitely want to do this. Yep. And then Lunchbox as well was another co-sponsor and a vendor on site. So that's how the Lunchbox team all was involved. So we'll chat a little bit about what that meant and kind of like the behind the scenes of it. But that's like setting the scene of what this weekend was going to be. And it was the first year. So like no one really had any idea what to expect, <laughs> but we knew it was going to be amazing. So yeah, that's kind of the background. Anything else you want to add about Slumberland? Um, yeah. So, you know, you said it was, they kind of created this platform you know, for ravers to kind of to come together and just kind of connect in it literally mm -hmm. was that I made so many friends, so many connections throughout the whole weekend. Like it was such 
a beautiful experience. I can't say enough good things about it. I left that like Slumberland on the pre-party night with so many friends that lasted the whole weekend. So that is just like something that is so beautiful to me. And I will never forget that. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. It was the way it just added that other element of like everybody was hanging out together outside of the, mm-hmm. the other festival taking place. So yeah, you're just bumping into people in the hallways, you yeah. go to the ballrooms and listen to music. Like, yeah, it was just such a nice element of, um, having everybody there. And the other really, really cool thing, which I love the most is that we got our own dedicated floors. So the rave culture cast floor was floor 10 and the lunchbox fam floor was floor 11. So we like, were in our room at one point we met like our neighbors and, um, they were rave culture cast fam, which was amazing. So we were just like bumping into each other in the hallways. And like, (laughs) that was the best thing actually like seeing people in person that you chat with online. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It's very, very community oriented. So that's kind of the scene of that. Um, I want to talk about really quickly, just how our week started because we can't not mention tropical storm slash hurricane Nicole. I don't know what it ended up being. I think it was a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a category one hurricane. Yeah. We can't, we're laughing now at the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, at the time. Yeah. I mean, it was, so I was like, you know, obviously a little over a week ago, but we get start getting on our radar, this tropical storm. And at first I'm like seeing the notifications about it. And I'm like, all right, it's just going to be rainy. Like not, not thinking about it. And then you're just like watching the news and it's like more and more. And like, it's getting a bigger storm and bigger storm. Oh, it's going to hit Florida directly. And we're like, okay, great, great, great. Like, how is this going to affect our travel? And then by Tuesday, I want to say, if not Monday, it was very clear, like, this is going to fuck up your travel plans essentially. So I think all of us were collectively scrambling. So what I ended up doing is once we found out that Thursday was going to be like the messiest like day rain wise and wind and everything, a lot of us were flying in on Thursday because that was early arrival to Slumberland. So I was like, okay, let's just move the flight up. And I think I made that decision like afternoon Tuesday because I get nervous about moving (laughs) flights. And I was like, no, you got to move it to Wednesday. We Let's just pull the trigger, booked a new flight for Wednesday morning. And as soon as I did that, the Orlando airport announced all like the airport would close as of 4 p.m. on Thursday or 4 p.m. on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So you had to be in the airport by 4 p.m. Wednesday. And then they were shutting like until further notice. So you were, if your flights were Thursday, Friday, you were like, are they going to happen? Question mark. Yeah. 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 Such a scary moment. Like you said, you know, when it first came up on the radar, it was just kind of like, oh, it'll be rainy, it'll be gross at the festival, no big deal. But as yeah. time went on, it slowly became very well known this was going to affect the plans. Likewise yeah. for you, um, I planned on fly- plan on flying in on Thursday. Um, however, that had to be changed to Wednesday. I had to emergency pack through everything in the suitcase, yeah. <laughs> booked it to the airport. I ended up flying out at like 4 a.m. Um, it was just a mess, but I know a lot of people, a lot of flights got canceled. I know a lot of friends that were waiting in the airport, um, Mm. their flights got canceled. So they ended up having to scramble. I had some friends that ended up making the the 15 hour drive from Ohio uh, and respect to them. Um, but I'm just, yeah, so lucky that you and I both and all of the lunchbox team ended up catching flights. So I'm grateful for that. (laughs) We, yeah, we locked it. It was, I mean, it was a stressful day for everyone involved. Same thing. Like all online, everyone was like, I'm driving. What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. So I moved it to Wednesday morning. 
that flight got canceled and I was like, shit. And then um, Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. I woke up and I was like, I'm rebooking literally anything that will get me there. And I was lucky to get on a flight that landed in at like 2 p.m. So I just made the cutoff. But yeah, uh, um, my assistant, Ashley, unfortunately, her had to cancel the entire weekend. It was going to be the first time we met in person. We've been planning this for months. She couldn't come out. Um, there were just like no options from Seattle anymore. So yeah, it was definitely a bummer. I think there were for sure people who missed the whole weekend, but we're lucky we got there on time on Wednesday, which gave us time to prepare because right. Lunchbox, like we mentioned, was a vendor. So can you talk a little bit about what Lunchbox did on site and like what you guys set up there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> we had a whole pop-up shop kind of going on. We were selling all of our products, all of our bags. Um, we took a collective of skins and we featured our custom Slumberland skin, uh, which is such a sick design. But we were there the whole weekend, um, just kind of connecting with you guys, even if we weren't selling the products, just chatting with you, learning more about the community and whatnot. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to Justin and Jerem. They were kind of our merchandise managers, if you will, for the weekend. They had, I think they, I don't want to speak for them, but to my knowledge, they were new to the Lunchbox product. Um, and they took in that product and they owned it. They were connecting with people like, oh my God, this is the best product you will ever, ever have. Um, and I know they made a bunch of great connections through doing that, but yeah, I think it was just so magical. I, when we first started setting up, we weren't even set up yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and people were running up to us like, oh my God, are you guys lunchbox? And we were like, yeah, we were just like packing (laughs) out candy, giving out hugs. So it was a really magical experience. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. I love that. So basically Summerland had a couple partners, which was cool. And I like to share this side with you guys as well, because you've kind of seen my journey and now within, with this one and with imagine it was way more like vendor focused. So lunchbox was a vendor beatbox was also there. So I, you know, I work full-time for beatbox, but we also got them a booth at Summerland. So beatbox was also there. And then our friend, Lauren Hutzel, who runs nomad candy, she had her own booth and she was selling all her accessories and everything. So that was like amazing. And that was like exclusive to Slumberland. You couldn't get these things inside EDC or anything like that. So there was a lot, like if you don't have any experience, like being a vendor, there's all so much work and time and stuff that goes into doing that at an event. So like, again, huge props to the whole lunchbox team, um, everything, all the preparation, like that went into that whole weekend was, um, was crazy, but I want to talk about the Avanti Palms hotel really quickly because this was one of the selling points for me personally. Um, I had done home base in the past and I ended up not doing it again because I did not like the hotel that they moved to, but the Avanti Palms had two areas. So you have like the main hotel, which is like where you checked in. Um, I feel, I feel like security was pretty tight, right? Like they were checking your wristband and they were on it. Definitely. Yeah. They were pretty, you had to For like sure. have the Summerland band to get in mm-hmm. to like access all this stuff. So they had that you walked in, you had your check-in, you had like the vendor booths right there. Um, then you had some cool, like Sebastian Coolidge artwork. And then in the lobby, they kind of put these like curtains around the center of it. And a lot of activities happened in the lobby. So you had like burlesque shows, there was sound healing. Like there was a lot of there, I think there was comedy. Um, so there was stuff happening in the lobby. And then when you walk down the hallway, those were where the ballrooms were. So in those, that's where you had the two main stages. Oh God. I think it was lucid dreams. Forget the name of the other one. Now. I don't remember the name of the other one. We spent the most time. In I know. 
know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and again, like that had really cool artwork and stuff like that. And there were bars and everything that you could, you know, buy alcohol and drink for the weekend. But yeah. I thought the hotel was pretty cool. Um, what do you think of the production on the stages? That's so good. So, you know, I've never been to kind of a setup where it was in a hotel, you know, ballroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so walking into it, you know, I was kind of like, it'll be cool. They'll have maybe a small stage, maybe a few lasers here and there, but they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. I walked in and I was just like, oh my gosh, like it was so <laughs> badass. Um, it didn't even feel like we were in a ballroom. Mm-hmm. There was plenty of room to dance. If you wanted to be more in a crowd, you could go towards the front. Um, if you wanted to sit back and socialize, which is what <laughs> I was doing a majority of the time. Yeah. Totally could. Bars were accessible. I think all around the production was really, really well executed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I loved the lasers that they had. I thought they yes. did. Like, they really went out of the lasers. So that was sick. Totally. And the, the stage was like at the Lucid Dreams one um, mm-hmm. was a mouth that was really cool. Um, so again, that was like a Sebastian Coolidge thing. And then they pr- had projectors on the wall. So there could be like cool stuff like that. But I agree. Um, there was plenty of space. I would say Thursday was less crowded than I thought but I think it was because of the hurricane. Like I think that fucked up a lot of people's travel day, but we started the weekend with Nora and pure, which was pretty iconic to have her in such a small space. Like I've never been so close to Nora. Uh, that, that set the tone for the weekend. Totally. I feel like, yeah, she was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not a house guy. And so going into mm-hmm. it, I was like, mm, you know, Slumberland, it's all, you know, kind of a house genre type. Um, but I had the best time, you know, I'm typically going to lost lands and going to dubstep. Mm-hmm. And whatnot. So, I mean, regardless, I think any genre, genre that you typically, you know, are geared towards it, it was a magical time. You were going to have fun no matter what. Yeah, um, and to point. Nora, uh, we had a, a lunchbox member who got to meet Nora and she had nothing but the best things to say about her. So mm-hmm. super happy she got to meet her. Yeah, no, and I'm glad you pointed that out too, because I know Slumberland originally presented as very like house and techno heavy, which it was, but then later on um, when they had the other releases of the lineup, they added way more bass acts. So it ended up kind of being like the main stage was a lot of the house and techno and then the ballroom across the hallway was a lot of bass. So, and I remember we popped in there too and there was like this house party the first night and it was so fucking fun. (laughs) Yeah. So it was so fun. loud and so fun. Love we were just like popping it left and right. Great time. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember who the DJ was, but it was so yeah. fun. Yeah. It's, that was, it's, was a surprise. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. But um, <laughs> yeah, but sound quality was good and everything. And I think there will be like even again for first year, like there can be even more and more improvements on all of that. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see like what they'll do in the future. But um yeah. th- so continuing on I'm like doing the hotel in order of like how it goes but as you walk out of there so you like leave the main building um there is the tower building which is completely separate than the Avanti Palms hotel and that's where a lot of people stayed so that's where our rave culture cast floor and the lunchbox floor were it's like a 14 story um or 14 floor building and I, the one of the good things that we ended up using was there was a cafe at the base of the tower building, which is great. So in the morning you could go get like coffee. We had flatbreads. We ate that two times. So you didn't have to go into like the Avanti Palms to use their cafe. Like at least you had that option in the base of the tower. But, but um, 
Anything, any thoughts on the tower building? I know we have a lot to get into. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Immediately when you walk in, it's just such a sick setup. Um, but I would love to touch on the cafe for all of you Starbucks curlies out there because yeah. I am one. They brew Starbucks <laughs> coffee downstairs. As soon as I saw it, I was like, this is a blessing. Thank you, baby Jesus. Um, yeah. yeah, the tower was just such a cool setup overall. I agree. Yeah. And it, what was cool, we didn't, and I didn't know it was going to happen this way, but because a lot of people were staying in the tower at the base of it. You also had the beauty bar. So I got my nails done one day. You could set up appointments. They were doing braiding, like makeup, hair, all kinds of stuff. So the beauty bar was at the base of the tower. Uh, the artist green room was there. They also set up a content studio, which was so fucking nice of them. So you could do like interviews and stuff, um, which I'll get into later, but, uh, there was a lot. There ended up being like this pop-up massage thing. I don't know if that was a part of Slumberland or not. Maybe, not but there was sure. like a pop-up. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell if you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like it wasn't, but there was like somebody had a tent. So basically the tower building has a courtyard. So it's square and in the middle of it, it like up to the, the ceiling is completely open. And then it's like all railings on the inside. So like your rooms face the outside and then like the corridors and hallways are in the inside and it's completely open. It's just like railings into the courtyard. So when it was like pouring from the hurricane, <laughs> that's all coming down in the middle of the courtyard and everything. So just like keep that in mind. It is open. Yeah. And why I say this, we got to we gotta get into the noise level because you guys need to know this if you're going to go to Slumberland. So <laughs> with this with this building, there were two renegade stages. The third floor was the Fama Entertainment stage. And this is a collective of artists that are based in Orlando, um, pretty well known in the Orlando area. Meraxi and Tupole were, were two of them. So they were putting on entertainment, uh, really crazy sound system. And that DJ booth was like on the railing, like in the hallway outside their room. So that was like blaring into the courtyard and then all the way on the top floor in the elevator bank. So that was more like centered. I don't remember the name of that company, but that was another renegade stage. Same thing. um, Audio evolution. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) So those two things were going on. Um, can you describe the energy when we first got there on Thursday? Cause I feel like that was one of the, the coolest parts, at least like walking to our room and having people starting to arrive, like people hanging flags over the railing. Like you could tell there yeah. was like an energy about it. Right. Totally. It was yeah. just like in the atmosphere. As soon as you walked in, it was, we were all just so excited to be there. Um, like you said, people were hanging flags and decorating outside and you would walk, you know, across the hall and because it was an open concept, you could see straight across the way and you would make eye contact with someone and they would be like, wow. And you were like, yeah. <laughs> people were like, come on in. Like, do you need alcohol? Do you want a beer? Do you want snacks? Like it was just such a magical, magical environment mm-hmm. immediately when you step foot into the tower building. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's a good, another good point. Like you obviously could bring in any food and alcohol you wanted. So that was really nice. Like we, we fully stocked up on snacks and food and drinks. Um, and that was like the fun part. Cause you're just like running from floor to floor. Like they were all on the 11th floor and me and Jaunty were on the 10th. So we were like running back and forth to each other's rooms. And yeah, it was, it was like a nice energy that you could kind of just like bop around. But, um, 
I liked the, I thought the quality of the rooms were nice. I don't know anything. If, I know. So I will touch on this because it, it did happen because of the hurricane. I do know a couple people's rooms flooded or had water in them. So I do want to mention that because that did happen. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure that was just like a result of the amount of rain that was coming down. I don't think that's like <laughs> the fault of the Avanti, but, um, I did want to mention that cause I do know some people who had to move rooms cause it flooded, yeah. but yeah, other than I mean, that, what'd you think? Overall, I think it was, it was great quality. It was really clean. Um, I think the staff was extremely friendly. Um, I really don't have any complaint, but I actually, I do have one. Give it to and us. Think, <laughs> when I would shower, like there was no adjusting the temperature. It would just mm. immediately go to volcanic hot water. Yeah. <laughs> there was no changing it. So I'm in the shower, like, just like burning a lot. Oh no. But other than that, like, I, I really don't have any complaints as far as the quality goes of the rooms. Damn. Okay, good. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I think they were really accommodating because it, it was nice. Like you guys all got, they got um, joint rooms. So they opened like three different doors in between their rooms and they had three rooms stacked together. So that was cool too. Like if you did have friends with you, you could, they could accommodate you. Um, but yeah, I think that was kind of like my main thoughts and we're working our way through Sunderland here, guys. I think we're almost done, but, uh, the only other thing I will say about it is the noise level. We have to chat about this really quickly because slumbering, you will not be doing <laughs> there is no there will be none <laughs> lumber yeah so you could when you checked out your room you could pick either the tower building or the avanti if you want to sleep pick the avanti palms because that's the main building and the music went till 5 a.m in the ballrooms but the ballrooms are kind of like separate from everything the tower building the music did not stop Really Not ever. for a single moment. Literally <laughs> 24 hours a day, there yeah. was music. Whether it was the actual Renegade sets or someone who just brought a speaker and started blasting it off of their balcony, constant music. Yep. Did not stop. <laughs> and so we noticed, and like I fucked up because I forgot my silicone earplugs and I didn't take melatonin. So that was my own thing. This is a pro and a con, and it could go either way for you. Because when okay. I left on... Monday morning and I had a super early flight. So I was on the elevator to go downstairs at 6 50 AM. There were people getting on the elevator to go to the third floor to continue partying at 6 50 AM. We were on a very different vibe and <laughs> they were like having a great time. The third floor was fucking packed. Like there were so many people at this renegade stage. I couldn't believe it. So if you want the option to just like keep the party going all night long, like John T said, people's doors were open. You could just like walk into somebody's room if they allowed that and you could keep the party going. So that was good. But on the flip side, how did, <laughs> how did we feel on the flip side, John T? <laughs> well, actually you enjoyed it for the most part. I, I actually had a pretty good time. Yeah. I will say, you know, like Thursday, Friday, and then a majority of Saturday, I actually really appreciated that the party was going all night. Um, you know, you got back yeah. from EDCO, you, that ended around midnight, you could go to the ballrooms, shake your booty a little bit. Um, and then that ended at five. And then I felt like I made so many friends within that ballroom scenario that they were like, let's, you know, keep going to the tower. And I was like, let's go yeah <laughs> um but then yeah you know after Saturday night it got to a point where you're staying up for 72 hours straight and so yeah. I was like okay I mean you can't even really take a nap during the day because 
the day's even, you know, just as bad mm-hmm. as night. Um, but to your point, you know, if you do need sleep at any point, probably don't stay in the tower. Um, we got a little, a little grumpy towards the end of it. Yeah. I did. <laughs> My eye was twitching. I could like feel them both. I was on like an IV of just straight caffeine um, <laughs> towards the end of it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, towards the end, it was it was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. And I, I talked to Darren and Kayla, who were like the organizers. And I did say to them, I was like, can there just be a noise ordinance or something or like a stop point? Because even at like totally. RV, RV parties and stuff um, at like camping festivals, I feel like it tends to stop by like six or 7 a.m. So mm-hmm. what the, so basically the issue was the 14th floor and the third floor, we were in on the 10th, the sound was like competing. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm just listening to house or dubstep. Like mm-hmm. it was just sounds like meshing mm-hmm. together in the middle, like such bad sound bleed, <laughs> highest volume possible. It's not like they turned it down at 5 a.m. Like as loud as physically possible. I just oh. laid there in bed staring at the ceiling, like fuck my life. <laughs> but other than that, like, yeah, it can kind of go both ways. But for me personally, yeah. I would not, I could not do that again. We were working this weekend. So that's the difference too. Like I had to tell myself like your intentions for the weekend are different than somebody else's intentions. So like, I think I can safely speak for all of us saying like our weekend was packed. Like we, this was one of the busiest festival weekends just from running around, like helping as a vendor to helping the Summerland team to shooting content, to going to the festival. Like I felt like I would wake up and it was just something every single minute. Yeah. Like there was literally no break until we got to the festival. And then I would say by like 5 PM every day at EDC, it was like playtime, but during the day, literally no breaks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> non stop. I mean, you and I both like there were points where you were running around like crazy. <laughs> I was dripping in sweat, honestly. Um, and you know, we we barely even got time to eat. It was shove a granola bar yeah. in your mouth, grab an iced coffee, and book it to the next thing that we had to do. Yeah. Um, so it was very chaotic. And then running on no sleep was again a little bit brutal, but I think you and yeah. I and just everyone in general, we kind of bounced energy off of each other, which really kept us alive. We needed that. So, so much. I totally agree with you. Like Jaunty has the best energy and it kept me alive too. Cause we would go, um, but I think by Saturday, I didn't even go to the ballroom. I did the ballroom Thursday and Friday, I want to say, and then just hung out like in our rooms Saturday and Sunday. Cause I just loved spending time with our group and we were just like laughing and like just shooting the shit. And then on Sunday, um, fun fact, a lot of, a lot of the fast food, I haven't mentioned this yet, but food options outside of the Avanti, you're right on international drive. So there is a million and one fast food restaurants and chains that you can literally just walk outside the door. Duncan is right there. So the, the last night, all we wanted to do was eat something. And it was like one 30 in the morning. And most of them closed at like one or two Poor Jose and Brandon drove around for like what felt like an hour and a half trying to find us all food and they came back with 120 McNuggets <laughs> and fries we were like this is what took us so fucking long so we um, just like literally were shoveling like McNuggets into our mouth on like Sunday night totally and I feel yeah. so bad for them because they were like okay we're going to uh it started with like Waffle House well then we couldn't carry out for Waffle House after they took all of our orders so then yeah. they were like hey what does everyone want from Taco Bell? They get to Taco Bell. Taco Bell's closing. So they were just like going to all totally. these places. 
And then in the end, they were just like, fuck it. Came back with 120 McNuggets. Yeah. <laughs> we literally, I, I killed a whole 10 piece to myself. We shoved chicken nuggets in our faces. And like you said, it's so magical being there with like your Ray fam and just staying up till 4 a.m. We mm-hmm. were so lap happy off chicken McNuggets. And yeah, those, we really were. It was just like such a fun time, honestly. Yeah, it was awesome. And I will say like kind of like wrapping up here too, um, just a cover up couple other quick things. So I think it'll be super interesting. I think the weather affected a lot. So I will say like some of the pool parties didn't happen the the way they were supposed to because they had to be moved inside. So I feel like next year I would want to get way more like there was part of me that was like, you have too much on your plate. I wish I could have just sat and enjoyed the pool party. Like the two days that they did happen. Um, there was a silent disco that was so funny. Like we went out there, it was at the pool deck. Um, and they had like the two DJs competing with everyone with their like silent disco headphones on, which was really cool. But one thing I liked is that a lot of the artists that were on the lineup, um, unless they were like the main, main, main headliner, they were staying at Summerland. So like Kyle Kinch, who I love, I just put out an interview with him, like chocolate sushi, like all these guys were walking around. They were all hanging out in the ballroom. Yeah. You could just chat with them. And we saw chocolate. You you met him on the bus. Like they were um, just vibing in the crowd, which was so cool. The best, honestly, like the fact that they were walking around and so willing to just hang out with everybody was such a cool vibe. Yeah, it was, that was really, really fun. I was, it was cool to just see the artists like chilling and enjoying themselves and having a good time. And again, the pool area was super nice. There was a whole bar out there. They had, um, like Red Bull, I think deep Eddie's vodka or yeah, was a sponsor. Um, so there was like cool stuff that happened out, out by the pool, which was really fun. So next year I definitely want to, um, to do that a little bit more, I think. Totally for sure. Um, and let's just check our notes. I think we touched on a lot of it, you guys. Um, oh, shuttles. Let's just chat shuttles last thing and then we'll take a break here. But one other thing we should mention is your shuttles are included. So if you buy like the whole room package situation, you can get shuttled to and from EDC Orlando. So they were running pretty continuously, which was cool. You would kind of just like come outside, hop on the shuttle, they would fill it up and they would go. So I felt like going to the festival was pretty, pretty seamless. And the buses were clean. Coming home was a little tricky (laughs) (laughs) on Friday. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think just, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to go about explaining the situation. It was, it was a little bit of a mess, but they ended up figuring it out. I think there was a miscommunication between the festival and Summerland um, Mm -hmm. as far as pick up and drop off goes, but um, Darren reacted very quickly we got the word out as much as we possibly could to everybody leaving the festival that the location mm-hmm. had changed. Um, but you know, the whole Summerland team was out there kind of pointing everybody where to go. They were really on top of it. Once we got on the shuttle, I mean, after that, it was just EDCO traffic, everybody leaving. It really couldn't be helped. Yeah. Um, it was just, you know, you sat there for quite some time. Um, I know at- I had to use the bathroom the first night so badly <laughs> and we were stuck in dead stop traffic for yeah. I think over an hour it felt like yeah uh, but I mean that's something that can't be helped yeah no so basically what had happened this like this again yeah is not anything new I've been screw- like screwed in traffic from EDC with Uber is like which is way worse so like the shuttles are better because at least you know you're getting picked up somewhere but yeah, basically what happened is we got dropped off by the circuit grounds entrance on Friday and they were like, 
this is where you're getting picked up. And I'm pretty sure the home base shuttles were usually in that area too. And then when we went to leave the festival, luckily Brandon had service. So he saw messages from Darren, like all over the Summerland groups being like the shuttle pickup moved. Like we're Mm -hmm. all the way at the North entrance now. So we luckily exited at the North entrance and then saw the map, but it still was like, if you didn't have this map, I literally don't know how you would have found these shuttles. Like it was not that close to the event. So we finally like get there and just the way the shuttles were positioned, like, yeah, we sat on them for like an hour, just not even moving. It was like dead stopped. And I almost, it was like top two worst pain I've ever felt of like peeing my pants. (laughs) You know what I mean? One was in college. This was the second worst. Like I literally was in tears and so much pain. And then we (laughs) finally started moving and I like booked it into the hotel bathroom, but that's what I get for drinking three beatboxes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that was a pain the first night, but it was fixed by Saturday. I know we went home separately, but our shuttle, like we knew where to pick it up and then it was much quicker to get out. So that was like not as long on Saturday and Sunday, which was good. Um, but I heard that it was like, I guess, cause we're not like the official EDC shuttles and they have their own. I think they didn't want us as close. Like they were reserving that area for their shuttles. So they kind of like moved all of the third party shuttles, like out of the way essentially is what happened, I think, but we made it home safe, which was good. And we, yeah. Any, any final thoughts on Summerland? I'm trying to think if there was anything else, but I think we covered a shit ton here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for a first year festival, I think they really, really knocked it out of the park. I think the only, you know, big conflict was that shuttle situation. But other than that, like Kayla, Darren, and the whole team, like did such a beautiful job. It was very well executed. And I, as not a house head would go back to Slumberland next year. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I think, um, despite weather and everything happening again, like first year, I know they were all, they had so much that they were juggling. I agree. Like, I think the artwork added a lot. I loved the performers they had walking around. I want to see even more with the activities, but again, we weren't there as much to like be a fan and just taking the experience we were working it, but like there was yoga, meditation, sound healing. Like I would have loved to do more of the activities. Uh Um, we did a, a really cool thing on Sunday. So Vince Cadlebeck, who is the founder of Meow Wolf, was there. And I got to do like a panel Q&A with him in front of an audience, which was so fucking cool. And he is a brilliant so cool. man. So that yeah. will either be up or I'm going to be uploading that interview with him. But like offering those type of speakers was really cool to be a part of. And just seeing people like running around, like you wore a Cinderella dress one day. Like people were just running around <laughs> having fun. Yeah, yes, playing totally. and <laughs> I, yeah, overall, I would say it was a really good experience. My biggest con was the noise. I was not happy about the noise level, but <laughs> I would say that's just me. <laughs> oh my gosh. But they, <laughs> they did it really well. And I'm, I'm pumped to see like how they will push that next year. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, they really set the bar this year, so I can't wait to see what they do next year. Hell yes. But yeah, guys, that's, this is part one of the review. So John T's going to be back. We are going to end it here. And, um, the next part will be our full EDC Orlando, the festival recap and reviews. So definitely stick around, subscribe. Uh, you can connect with us at rave culture cast on all of the platforms. Um, John T, where can they connect with you as well? At John T Paviel, Instagram, YouTube, check me out, connect Perfect. with me. I would talk to you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I'll link his channels and 
the, um, the vlogs and everything down below, but thank you guys for watching part one and we will see you in part two. Bye guys. Bye.